What's up, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Memorial Tournament. And you know what? We've got an exciting show for you tonight. In a minute, I'm going to bring in DB, who is, um, he's off to the side. I don't know what he's doing. He's off to the side, um, just messing around. Um, but we got a great guest. Uh, actually, I'm going to bring in our guest first, Mr. Brett Swedberg. Brett, welcome to the show. You know what? You're much prettier than DB, so I'd rather have you <sighs> enter first, and then I can bring in DB, you know? I can still hear you. Oh, you can. Oh, I didn't know you could hear me. Okay. Um, no, he's got a nicer beard than me. Well, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into Swedberg here in a little bit because he's had a big week. All right, he's had a big week recently. Um, but DV, I gotta know what what's the deal here? Why why are you why are you off to the side? Like, just bring yourself in here so we can start this show. I just I just I'm still in the dry spell, Pat, and oh, inspired oh. by your wisdom from months earlier when you drew the butterfly on your face i felt inspired because it's time for me to hit an outright and it is time for me to rise from the ashes like a phoenix (laughs) (laughs) a kind of a yes kind of a that's a phoenix is that what that is kind of a fluffy phoenix Mm -hmm. it's a little fluffy did you draw ah! this yourself? Ah! <laughs> uh, I had, I did have a little bit of help. I had a little mm-hmm. bit of help, um, but I, I, my betting card, I got to rise from the ashes, man. I got to rise from the ashes here. Uh, and I, you know, between the Phoenix, maybe Swedberg being here, vibes will be high. Um, I mean, Swedberg just smells like money right now. I can smell him through the through the damn through the through the technology here. So mm-hmm. it's time. And I, I'm I'm excited. We'll, we can talk more about that later. Congratulations on your on your Grillo hit, Pat. And this is kind of painful to say in front of Brett, yeah. but you did have Grillo on the card, and we can just move on. But yeah, our our friend Brett, our friend Brett Swedberg, second time on the Tour Junkies podcast or third? Have you been on t- two times? Yeah, uh, I maybe was on just for a little bit with Gino and Fleener yeah. like during COVID. But yeah, I, when I started working for Ryan like four years ago, um, you guys had me on. So yeah, second time we'll say. Well, I know you don't have a lot of time, but uh, now full-time looper for Mr. Adam Schink. Thank you very much. And yes. you had quite the week last week at Memorial. And, you know, I, Colonial. I text Colonial, yeah. I texted you this, uh, that we had the Nut Hut, like, full-on vibing for you guys. Um, and yeah. I'm really proud of how they showed out. I put out a video on Sunday morning and said, listen, our boy Swedberg's on the bag. And uh, him and Shank looking for their first victory on the PGA Tour. We're gonna, we're gonna, even if, even if all you got's a dollar, we're gonna send, mm-hmm. we're gonna fire away at. I think he was like plus two thirty going into Sunday, yeah. um, and we did, and we all fired, and and we were, we were, you know, we were riding with you. But I mean, talk about your week. Talk about first time out with Shank and in uh, your day yesterday. Yeah, um, obviously it was a great week. Um, we had started practice on Tuesday. I walked the course in the morning and then we met up and that was actually, I mean, I had met him and we had talked, um, but we didn't know each other super well. So thankfully he had his coach, uh, Rob Bradley out there. He's the head coach at Purdue. And now he's been uh, Adam's swing coach and, and have been helping him out for a while. So the three of us just hung out a bunch and kind of talked about, you know, his game. And, and I actually, um, David cook cookie, his caddy, um, for the last, I don't know, maybe year, him and I have talked a bunch as well because he's going to Webb Simpson here pretty soon. Um, that's kind of how this all transpired. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was going to be just 
it was kind of going to be just one week and then um, do maybe two more this summer and then kind of see how things went. But, you know, pretty much was going to be full-time starting the fall. That was going to be kind of the latest we were going to start full-time. So yeah, we had a great practice on uh, Tuesday and he, he had a baby about a month ago or maybe a little more than a month ago. So, um, you know, obviously being a, a first time dad is awesome, but it's also a little tricky with an occupation, especially like golf. So, um, but he grinded really hard on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday in the pro-am, um, you know, he hits the ball really solid and knows his game really well. And I think, you know, just nine hole pro middle, middle pins, but he had, I think eight, eight birdie putts inside of 15 feet. And I was kind of like, I think we're going to do okay this week, you know? And, and he just basically talked about let's, let's be smart. Let's get the ball in play. You know, obviously the course is going to change throughout the week. And if I putt well, I know I can play well pretty much anywhere I'm at. So that was the, that was the, the vibe. And, and so we putted a bunch. I even had some putting contests, took a bunch of my money and, and, uh, coach Bradley, uh, coach Bradley won a couple of times as well, but, um, it was good. His prep was great. And, and I had into that first tee on Thursday, I felt really good about things and, you know, just tried to, you know, everyone says take one shot at a time, one hole at a time, but not to get too far ahead or not regret stuff from the past. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was, it was a great week. He's a great dude and he's, he's really good at golf. So what's it like, like, well, you're starting out with a new player. I'm sure you guys have to have, like, this sit down and say, you know, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is what, you know, like, how does that, what, what is that conversation about? Like, is he, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know yeah. what to ask here other than how does that work well, when, it's, when you don't really know the guy that well. Yeah, every player wants a little bit something different, and, and personalities need to mesh, and that just makes things a lot easier. And um, I'm pretty laid back out there on the golf course and, uh, and that's kind of somebody that he wants and that he likes and not get too high or too low. And, and I, it was a really, it's been a pretty easy transition and yes, yeah, so we had a great first week, so that's going to make it easier. But, uh, cookie, his caddy, you know, that's been with him. He and I have had a bunch of conversation over the last couple of weeks on, on what he likes, what he doesn't like. So, you know, I, I pretty much knew for the most part, um, what I could do to help him out there. And, help him make good decisions and, you know, read a bunch of putts with him and, and just, you know, do some small things for him. And yeah, he's just trying to be like a couple steps ahead all the time. That's what's going to make a pretty good caddy. So uh, we just had conversation while we were practicing and he likes to get lined up. He, he likes having someone line him up on the putting green. And I noticed that he's, yeah, he gets a little, he, he can get a little right and, and kind of pull putts just a little bit. I mean, I didn't really see it at all, but I think that's maybe been his tendency in the past. So it's just, just some extra little bit of confidence, you know, going into the putt, mostly just inside of 10 feet. So yeah, we just talked through a lot of things on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I, you know, we even, I learned a few things on, you know, Thursday, Friday, but he was really good those first two rounds. So there wasn't, you know, a whole lot of conversation that had, had to be had, um, mostly just eliminating stupid decisions and, and missing in bad spots. That's going to drive any golfer mad. And especially Adam, he's just, you know, he, he hates, making bad decisions out there and rightfully so. So, I mean, there was just a couple that we probably made throughout the week that I'd have back, but, uh, overall, I think we made a lot of really good decisions and he hit a lot of really, really good golf shots. You know, I need to get right into this, Brett, because I've been wanting to ask this for the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so, but you know, on 18, you had a, you had a putt to win it. Uh, yeah. it looked to me now, listen, I know that you're, you know, you're a man of, of many words and, and great words. I, I've, I've, I've heard them. But it looked like you, you whispered sweet nothings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Into his into his ear as at, right before he was about to putt. <laughs> that was, what what did you say? 
What did you say? On, it, on the on like the coverage, you were kind of like you were kind of like yeah. <laughs> did you just kind of disappear? No idea. I blacked out for probably the last forty five minutes of that okay. that round of the playoffs. So I don't know. I I couldn't tell you anything that I said those last you know the last three holes and the and the two holes in the playoff. You could have told um, him like you had, you you got a great ass or you don't even I, know. Anything. I mean, it looked I, I like you I said love you. very kind, very <laughs> yeah. kind. And sweet. It was probably it was gentle. I'm sure it was pretty. I'm pretty gentle out there. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not a super big rah rah guy. So as well, you know, see the ball, see the ball going in the hole, something stupid yeah. like that. We probably. were we were live calling. We we were doing a live uh, watch along on in the in the Discord uh, pulling for you. Yeah, and we yeah we definitely saw that go down, and we were like oh like. God, got to know what he said there. That was that's brilliant. But if you blacked out, yeah, totally understand. Yeah, you won't remember. What, like any anything like like what really is going to stand out to you? Like a, a big memory from yesterday? Like I don't know, like something small that maybe people wouldn't wouldn't know or expect or uh, or understand from your perspective uh, when you look back at yesterday. Uh, positive or negative or just kind of anything? Yeah, either one. Yeah, I think he handled some shots that he hit hit some really good shots that ended up in, I'd say mediocre spots. The greens were so firm. It played so tough that, yeah. you know, you're not exactly punting sometimes, but you know, the wind swirling, you know, we're sitting, we hit, you know, I could go back on hole six. We hit driver off the tee straight into the wind and he's kind of trying to hit a spinny one. And it flew a little bit too far into the fairway bunker, but it wasn't, it was fine. It wasn't like a super tough bunker shot. And we hit a little heavy out of there and, and made bogey and I under read his, his par putt up by a little bit and handled it well. And then, you know, we've got like 166 to a back pin on seven hits. Uh, we can't hit in the ball's going a mile. Can't hit gap wedge. Cause you're trying to land at 10, 12 yards short of the hole. And he's like, let's just kind of, you know, hit a floaty, you know, soft pitching wedge hits it. Perfect. Trickles over the green. It's not dead, but it's like, instead of having a birdie putt inside of 15 yeah. feet, he's just, you know, he's like, Hey, it is what it is. We hit the best shot we could hit. And, and that happened a bunch yesterday. You know, even we got to 13, the par three, the winds straight into us on 12, um, hits a wedge just short of the green can't miss long. And, um, he putted a couple of times for like 15, 20 yards off the green and, um, actually hit some really good putts, but get to 13, the wind should be, you know, hurting off the left. And he's actually sitting up there with like kind of a chippy cut six iron and, and the wind kind of switches and he just grabs seven iron and which I'm just like, that's perfect. And it gets to the middle of the green and he nuked it. And, and the wind was actually probably helping a little bit off the left and you know, you're missing long sucks. there, missing shorts way worse. So, um, but he handled it really well. You know, we, we finished the hole and he, you know, instead of being pissed off at me or in general, he just kind of chuckled about it, you know, and said, all right, let's hit the next shot. And so he handles those situations really well, where, you know, I could have probably done a few things better for him and, um, and I, I think I will going forward, but yeah, he, he's just really good at moving on from, you know, maybe a shot that he thinks he hits really good. That doesn't end up in a great spot or the exact spot we think. So, um, that was really cool to see that. Pat's um, really good at him. that. Pat's really yeah. good at that too. Yeah. Pat, yeah. Pat is. yeah. What, what is it about like <laughs> colonial and then, you know, the Valspar, he was obviously, I know, we, I know you weren't on the bag at the Valspar, yeah. but he obviously was in contention there and, you know, difficult course, uh, another difficult course this week at colonial. Is that the kind of profile of a course for him, or or you think there's some some other ones that you know that like what what do you think his his game is really like ideal for as far as yeah setup? Gosh, you know I I feel like he can play well in a, at a lot of places. He hits it really far, um, and he's really smart. Like his golf IQ is is really high, and 
hates making dumb bogeys. Um, so, you know, plays a, a little bit conservative sometimes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you know, um, I think he can play well on tough courses, but you know, you get some softer courses this summer playing John Deere and in, in Minnesota, or even, you know, some of the majors coming up. I, I just think that he understands his game really well, where it can, you know, it can travel pretty much anywhere. And, and, you know, I'd say Valspar is very similar to colonial and, and he was, you know, finished second in both of those. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he just, he, he has a pretty good idea where his misses are going to be. And then if he puts, you know, average to better than average, he should have some really good finishes. Well, I know you got to get out of here. I guess maybe last question here. It's, is it pretty unusual that like the players departing caddy is helping the incoming caddy, like understand the player and like, get, you're talking about you and cookie talking. It's, that seems a little unusual it, to me, or I think many I, people would assume that. Yeah. I think cookie's a great dude. Adam's a great dude. And with cookie already knowing that he's going to web and the situation has been, you know, pretty much ideal. I, I'd say pretty seamless as, you know, the timeline has been a little bit tricky, but um, we've all had, all had conversations um, about how, how we want things to go. And, and, and me and David have both cookie have both been, you know, whatever, whatever's gonna be best for Adam as far as, cause, cause they've played well together and he's in a really good spot in the FedEx cup. And so we both have just said whatever he wants and whatever's going to be best for him is what we're going to do. And so whether that was going to be caddying two or three times this summer for him and then filling in for a couple of guys, I was going to do that, you know, pretty much knowing that I'd start full time in the fall. So um, I, I think it is rare, but David's a great dude and, and he wants Adam to have some success and he wants me to have success. And I think him knowing that he has another bag um, in a place that he wants to be, um, made things pretty easy. So yeah, I'd say it's a little bit different, but it was a different situation too. Yeah. Um, it's, so you're, you're looping in the U S open for him, right? Yes. If he is in, I don't even know if he's in yet. I think, cause he's, I think he's 60, uh, in the world right now. So if things go okay this week, then I believe he's in, I I don't even honestly know how, how that goes. He's planning on going to the um, sectional qualifier after the Memorial up in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll either be, I'll either start with him a couple few scenarios. He might go to Canada next week. So I'll go to Canada. If he doesn't go to Canada and he's in us open, then us open. If he doesn't play either, then I'll go travelers. Love you, Brett. Thanks for being on, man. We yeah. appreciate it. We know you got to go do your family thing. Congratulations. Um, I know Thank it wasn't the, the best possible outcome, but it was, a, it was a really good one. We enjoyed watching you Yeah, and I uh, believe you guys are going to be a good combo, man. So thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks guys. Congrats. I appreciate it. Love appreciate you, Swedberg. It. Love you guys. Swedberg. So he's so mild on the phone like that, you know, like he's such a, he's such a tiger on text messages and stuff. Oh gosh. Welcome to the tour junkie show, everybody. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a different setup here, intro here with Swedberg, but we appreciate everybody hopping on. Uh, as always, presented to you by our friends at Leaderboard. And that was really down the leaderboard. We're just going to stop right there at Adam Schink and talk about Brett Swedberg. But go check out the Leaderboard app. It is the perfect spot to track your own golf game, uh, have games with your friends on the course, bet with your friends on the course, let Leaderboard keep track of all the, all the strokes, all the handicapping, who owes who money at the end, kick it a Venmo, syncs up with the USGA so your gin is entered right there on the Leaderboard app and you don't have to go back into the USGA app. Download it in the description below and use promo code TJ when you do. Pat, congratulations again on Emiliano Grillo. A 40-unit 40, 40 bomb. That is, I mean, 
Now, I don't know why you don't put your units on the tweet, but you put your units in the nut hut, in the Discord. Yeah. And you put I a half a unit on Grillo at 80 to 1. Yeah. And for the second win in eight years, he, he, he gets it done, and, and you had him, man. Congratulations. Well, I'll tell see. you what, and he certainly tried to give it away. He sure did. That was a little bit weird what he was doing there on, on 18. I don't know. I mean, damn, you got a two-shot lead on a very tough, tough golf course. All you got to do is just get it out there, not into an aqueduct. That you don't need to hit it into that. How many people didn't even know what an aqueduct was before that? Before that, I, I don't know. I no, mean, I Roman times were the last time we've seen biblical. aqueducts. That was real biblical of him. Yeah, I don't even. And, and then, and then the whole kids thing, you know, the whole kids thing when he was waiting for the playoff. I mean, stand up guy for sure. I just, you know, I, you know, I, kind of, I kind of think the dad of those kids is kind of a punk because, like, what dad? is going to let his kids go over there and bang on the fence and holler at a dude who's waiting to get in a possible playoff to, yeah. win, to win a PJ Tour event. Like, I'd be like, boys, get your tail over here. Leave that man alone. He's working. You know? I mean, if you're trying to close a big deal, you know, Pat, and, and, and sign on the dotted line, and you're in there talking, you know, waiting on your client, walking in the door, you, and I just send my kids in there to go follow you around and ask yeah, you what you're doing. Like, what are we, do- what are we doing? I, all I can say is, Maybe that's how he relaxes a little bit. Like he just like yes. some people needed a drink. He needed to like you know teach some kids how to play golf. I, I don't know. Kid did I, have that, a good move on him though. He had a good move. He was cross-handed. Well, he was left. He was a lefty. He's lefty. He was, I know. He yeah, was but I mean, great move from the right side. Dang. I mean, I yeah, it was. It was. It was. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It was a little bit weird to me, but yeah, I, you know, whatever. He won, but it was. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a good tournament. Weird. It's 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 interesting when they're just letting a golf course completely go. It actually yeah. makes it a lot fun, more fun to me. Yeah. But um, the greens got pink. They were like pinkish towards the end of the day. Yeah, they had a hue about them, like rosy cheeks. Like your your cheeks are kind of rosy tonight, Pat. Are you warm? Well, right I uh, spent some time in the sun. Today. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. You're on the boat. Happy Memorial Memorial Day, everyone. Thank you, by the way, to all those men and women who've served our country in the military we appreciate you thank you for uh for your service um yes. it also looks like we're both rocking our our scotland gear you got the king's barn shirt i got the north barrack hoodie on yeah it's kind of fun i mean it's memorial day usa and we're here we are scotland, with our so. scotland stuff on oh all right let's talk about memorial speaking of it we know jack's place right big time renovation a couple years ago after 2020 um you know, cream of the crop here, right? You got a lot of uh, a lot of studs here. Elevated event. We're not going to get into a whole lot of detail about the golf course. You know what's up, and uh, you can also find plenty of information on the golf course on tourjunkies.com. There's some great free blog material out there for you, including our boy Nate's rundown uh, rundown uh, piece, my big balls betting card. You can check out, and then our boy around the cl- uh, Jack Ladderman doing around the clubhouse. I've seen some previews of that. There's some funny stuff in that one. Uh, the Power Fade by AK and then Vince Margiata is going to bring you uh, Let's Go Juicing. Okay, the, yeah. boy, the boy's hot right now. So check all that out if you want more info. But let's talk about this golf tournament, Pat, the top of the board. We've got Rom and Scheffler back, Rory's back, all the big names, all the big guns up here. And, uh, you know, Scheffler kind of the co-favorite. I mean, is, is the favorite right now with Rom not getting a whole lot of love after the PGA Championship kind of let down. Uh, but this is a place Rom has dominated, even though, you know, I mean, the, the year Cantlay won, what was that, 2021? Was it 2021? Was it Cantlay? When, when Cantlay technically won, but they, they, Rom had the positive COVID test? Oh, yeah, 20, yeah. Was that 20? That was 2021, yeah. 
Because yeah. he won in 2020. This tournament's had some weird... Like, dude, how funny was it? I had kind of forgotten that in 2020 we had two tournaments here back-to-back. And, and they both played completely different. That's you, right, because Morikawa won the first one. He won right? the first one, the work day. Yeah. And, like, Jack set, let up, like, they set it up real easy, and it was soft, and the greens were slower. And then they just turned the page. It was very Augusta-like. It would be like... Yeah. They just turned the page and made the golf course hard. And Rom won the uh, Rom won that memorial. But then in 2021, then he had he had like a five or six shot lead after round three, and the he had a positive COVID test. That was just, and now looking back at that, like how stupid was all of that? So in, in, anyway, that was Cantlay ends up winning. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's looking like it's going to be the firm and fast test that we all know, you know. Uncle Jack wants. He wants it to play firm and fast. There doesn't appear to be any, if if any, rain. Very little in the forecast. A little bit of wind, but not 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 anything to you know be concerned about. So I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna turn it up. I think he. I think Memorial is like. I said it today on the first look show. It, it seems like Jack kind of wants this place to be like a, a little bit of a PGA Championship before the PGA Championship kind of you know changed its identity. To yeah. like kind of a U.S. Open, right? It's like a. I feel like Jack wants this thing to be like a nine or ten under situation. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and it's a it's a great course for that. I mean, he gets it set up, you know, fast. I mean, these greens are going to be lightning quick. Rough's probably going to be up around the greens, making scrambling a little bit more difficult. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's it's a major type setting, obviously a major type field. Um, I, I think you'll probably get a little bit better than ten under, but it, it is probably still. You know, twelve to fourteen hundred to me is what you're going to see. So, looking at the top of the board, is Rom the bet at plus seven fifty? For me, it is DB. Actually, I, I um, mm. I think this is a week. If you're going to go bet on Rom and you want to take, you know, you want to take a guy out top here, I, I think I know Scheffler's been great. I mean, his ball striking has been absolutely Unreal. phenomenal. I mean, yeah. better than anything we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Scheffler was better at the PGA Championship. I get that. But I think you're getting a – I just like the value we're seeing out of Rom. I've seen him at plus 800 Ooh. on some books. If you really? get him at plus 800, I, I think you jump on that. Or plus 750, where I'm still seeing him. Um, I like that. I like that better than Scheffler. I like the value there. Well, I, I think we have some early agreement up top. Um, the more I thought about it today after looking at it, the more I was like, you know, I just think – I just think – we buy, we buy Rom at a at a slight discount here. I mean, these two have been co favorites, very closely, you know, uh, positioned at the top of odds boards when they're playing together. And I mean, they still are, but the the plus seven fifty, I think I'll take a shot at, at Rom, who obviously has had tremendous success here, and I'm I'm not sweating a middling finish at the PGA Championship. So uh, I, I agree. And then as we work down, my next question to you is. Are you tempted by Rory after the PGA Championship week at around fourteen to one? Are you are you doing are you doing some Rory McIlroy? Let me let me tell you, I am tempted, DB. I, I am. Think. I stayed away for the PGA. Okay, I did it. Mm-hmm. I did what I said. And I was good for you. Do. He didn't win. I stayed away. Yeah. Now I'm feeling about that. Di- I feel like diving back in. <laughs> I can't stay away for too long. I just I don't know. Fourteen to one, Rory. I will say this though, he doesn't exactly have the best history here the last, you know, since the redo. 
You know, his best finish is two in a row, T18. So it's it's not like you're, you know, Rory is just lighting this place up. But 14 to 1 is tempting to me. Yeah. Now I know it's not for you. I know you're not you're not gonna do it. Well, no, honestly, I honestly, I mean, I, I've kind of thought about it. I, I have kind of thought about it. I think when it's not a major and I'm getting Rory at 14 to 1. It's actually more a little more tempting to me. I think there's less pressure on Rory. There's less on his shoulders. There's less hoopla about him taking down and when's he going to get his next major. Um, I mean, because it's, it's never about the major championship test in terms of the golf course that I'm worried about with Rory. Just, it's just the head, the mental side of he just seems like he can't pull it together in, in those four weeks every year. Um, but how long has that Phoenix been on your face? Uh, about 30 minutes. Do you think it changed your whole persona? God as dang far it. As what if it did? Like, what's going on here? Oh, my God. Okay, well, I did think about Rory, but I don't want it. Okay. Uh, I was going to say. So we, you're fighting the Phoenix? Possibly. Or maybe. The, maybe God, I don't know. Strange. Okay. I mean, um, we just got to roll with it. I'm trusting the Phoenix. Let's see what happens. Whatever's got. Yeah. Um, I. I will say Cantlay to me is the next move up here. It's to me in the in the twenty five to one or shorter range. Cantlay and Rom are kind of it. Um, I think you you could make an argument. You could make the argument that Cantlay may even be a better bet here than John Rom right now coming off the PGA. But I like I like both of them. But I, I definitely like Cantlay over Rory and the rest of the guys in here um, with just his incredible ability at Memorial. You know, the, the fairways are a little wider, a little more forgiving at Memorial. And being in the fairways is crucial. If you want to win, you better be in the fairway. You, you cannot be in the fairway and finish maybe top 20, sure. But if you want to win, you have to be in the fairway. And the shorter clubs that you have in your hand into these firm, fast greens that you can control your distances, land softly, get them to do what you want them to do, and give yourself opportunities, that is what Patrick Cantlay is going to be able to do because that driver is an absolute weapon. Um, in terms of just the, the, the length and accuracy that he is able to, you know, to, to do. So I'm, I'm actually tempted at Cantlay at 10 to 1. And I feel a little, it feels like a little bit of a, like I'm, I'm, I'm like buying at the wrong price for Cantlay because I'm not really usually a Cantlay buyer. But something about Memorial, like I just feel like there's, some, there's something to experience around Memorial, good vibes around Memorial, knowing what shots to hit and when to hit them. At Memorial, and I think Cantlay has that down along with Rom. So I'm going to ride with the two guys at the top who just have it figured out at Jack's place. That's what I'm doing. Now, I do have a question for you about two other guys in here, and then I want to talk about maybe a guy that we are uh, considering avoiding. But before I do that, I do want to remind everybody to check out the Picket app. You can download the Picket app in the description of the podcast. Use promo code TJ when you do, and then sync up one of your sports books that you use. Or it could be a DFS site like Prize Picks, Underdog, Sleeper, Parlay Play. There's a bunch of them. If you're doing any of those, then sync it up on Picket and, and have the free app and track your stuff. Understand your betting tendencies. Understand what you're good at, what you're bad at, what types of bets, uh, what sports you're having more success on. And then, of course, you can track other handicappers on Picket. And, like, you know, if there's somebody up there that's throwing out a bunch of plays and they look interesting to you, you can go and check out their calendar and see how profitable they really are because Picket is tracking their bets. So you can tail some bets. You can, uh, you can do all kinds of stuff. If you see a bet you like, you can hit the copy bet button. And if you're in a legal state, 
and that bet is still available, it will move over to whatever sports book it's on, auto-fill the bet for you, and big bong, now you've got, you've got the bet loaded up in your sports book. So it is just a really powerful app, and it's a free app for iOS and Android users. In fact, they will pay you if you use promo code TJ and then you sync up one sports book. They'll pay you money to download the app. They will send it to your PayPal for sure. $3 or $100. One person a day wants $100 on the Picket app. So check it out. Referral code TJ. Um, all right, Pat, I want to talk about a couple more guys in this top tier. Would you, if I, if I gave you these two guys, Morikawa and Victor Hovland, mm-hmm. can, can, you f- can you be convinced to bet Morikawa over Hovland if you had to only bet one of them? Oh, man. I mean, this is coming already... from someone who bet on, or who, who was all over Morikawa last week and he finished a freaking 29th. And I was all over Hovland. And he did okay, although he kind of he leaked some oil down the stretch. Um, you know, I have Hovland written down actually as, and I want to, I really want to bet Hovland. I, I know he doesn't have a great history here, but I just feel like the way he's hitting the ball right now is, um, I mean, he's he's up there, and Morikawa is just so inconsistent. His ball striking's inconsistent. I don't know. You probably have the stats in front of you that are. I, I had to start here. His ball striking's still solid. I mean, he. Well, it always is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, his irons are still fantastic. He gained four and a half strokes with his irons last week. But both of them are top 10 in the field in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it's not like, you know, you're splitting hairs a little bit between the two as far as their ball striking. I mean, Victor Hovland's always going to be, you know, one that we're worried about with scrambling, which I do think is a big deal here. Um, for I, me, I it's like, less about the stats with these two because, like you said, they are so close, and it's more about which one do I trust right now will actually win. And it feels well, like Victor is so much closer to that than Colin Morikawa is right now. I think it's Victor, and here's here is the one stat though that I do think is important. If you're looking over their last like you know 24 rounds or so, bogey avoidance, and when you get on a difficult golf course and you have you're making bogeys, you're making you know you can't. Like, I mean, Colin is really making a lot of mistakes, I feel like, in the last few weeks, in the last few tournaments. And Hovland's not – he's just not making those mistakes that, that Colin is. And so I trust Victor more. I like the 22-to-1 number. Again, I know his history here isn't great. But for me, it's, it's Victor over, over Morikawa. Speaking of bogey avoidance, I was going to say one of the biggest names in here that I think I will pass on is going to be Justin Thomas. Um, not rating out well in bogey avoidance, um, by the way. Finished 65th at the PGA. Uh, just a couple top 10s in 2023 and really hasn't made much noise at Memorial since like 2018, 2017, Justin Thomas. The putter is concerning right now. Um, and, and not that you have to be an amazing putter, I think, to win here. I think these bent grass greens are so incredibly good that you know it, it's okay um but but JT's putter has been cold the ball striking has been fine but it's not been the JT that we're used to seeing um and and he's he doesn't rank too well bogey avoidance last 50 rounds he's 63rd in this field uh, there's a lot of shots over that 175 like kind of the 175 to 200 200 yard range here at uh, at, Colon- at God, I keep wanting to say colonial at Mirfield Village and he's 69th in the last 50 rounds in that category i think jt is probably the one i'm going to stay away from here yeah i i don't i don't mind it staying away from him um for me you know i think it's xander db 
Xander again. Xander's kind of one that I'm scared. I am. I'm. I'm not going to obviously bet a whole lot of people up here, and on Big Ball's betting card, I can't bet any of them. But he would be one that I'm actually a little scared to not have exposure to. Well, he certainly has a, a good history here. He's got a lot. I mean, four straight top twenty finishes here. He's he's definitely going to check a lot of boxes. I, I just he just doesn't win a lot. He doesn't win a lot. Yeah. At least as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't. Um, now, neither does Victor, really. <laughs> neither does Victor. Kissler in the chat. I think he's a University of Phoenix alum. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Jesse. First time viewer. First time, so y'all better be drunk by y'all. He means the host. Well, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Jesse, I am not there yet. But by, by near the end or maybe by the DFS show tonight, I will be, because uh, I am drinking some tequila. I've got a little ranch water in here. And, um, yeah, this is, a, a, this is a kind of a, a fluffy phoenix on my, on my face. I'm rising from the ashes to uh, churn up some good outright mojo, because I'm, I'm in a dry spell, and i got to get out of it. So let's go. Um, Pat, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? Beer? i got a beer. It's um, Tyvee Island Blonde. Hmm. Which is, uh, you know, Tavi's right near Savannah. It's a, a, that it's is a, a bullshit. boring, boring ass beach if I've ever seen one. Tybee what are you talking about? Tavi is the best people watching beach on There's Earth. There's people there. When I went there, there was no, there were no people there, and it was in the summer. It was like, oh come on, you have not, you have not been at Tavi at the right time. I is mean, Tavi is the summer of bad time. That's a great time. I don't know what 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 are you. Th- what the hell? I don't know. It was not. It was not good. It was years ago. I've never been back. I don't know. But I hope you're enjoying the Blondale. All right, let's been in the wrong spot of Tavi. Is all I can say. Let's move on to the mid range because this is where all my bets are coming from, buddy. This I got a lot of them here. This too. is it. I do not have very many bombs at all. Uh, we're gonna get to some. Bo- we're gonna get to some bombs. We're gonna get to our top twenty six pack at the end of this. But this is the range, and I want to ask you a question about a player in here first. Mr. Jordan Spieth, okay? Around 35, as high as 40 to 1, maybe? 40 to 1, Jordan Spieth. Is he sharp enough to win right now, in your opinion? I don't think he is. You don't? I, I, I think Jordan is. As a matter of fact, I actually, I like Jordan this week. Okay. You may see him appear later in the show. Okay. I don't know if I think he can win, but I do think he can have a good week on this golf course. Um, but I'm not, I'm not right. Re- yeah. So I'm not really, I'm the words. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking words of are the hard. words. Words are hard. Anyway, words are hard. Um, words, words can be difficult sometimes. I think I, I'm, I'm not positive here, but I think that the last time he lost strokes around the green for three consecutive tournaments i find you got to go back to june of 2020 coming out of uh coming out of coming out of corvid not a good time um but but actually in a three-week stint i don't know that he's ever lost as many strokes around the green as he's losing as he's lost the last three weeks between wells fargo pga and charles schwab um and he's actually and he's not hitting his irons terribly like this is not this isn't like really bad I don't know, maybe he's just getting, he's not getting a lot of opportunities. I don't know, but it, it's a little jarring to see Jordan's short game not good right now. It's very, very strange. Um, 
to see it. So I, I don't know. He's got a tremendous record around here, in my opinion, even though he's only got, what, I guess two top tens, but very solid record around Memorial. It, it would be, it would be very, it's very tempting to me at, at the number. It, it almost feels like one of those auto bets, you know, like where you just, who cares? You get a, you get a certain player at a certain number Unless they look like they're freaking, you know, they're dealing with like swine flu or something. Like you just, you just bet it. It's just you just do it and it's done. It it's kind of approaching that to me when it's forty to one at a course where he's had plenty of success. Yeah, I mean, I think the the odds there are very good for Jordan. I, I just don't know. I don't. I don't feel like it's. Um, he's ready. He's ready yet. The problem is there's too many good good players in this range that are popping and uh, I got a feeling we will we will both have uh, some agreement here. I want to start with Terrell Hatton. Mm-hmm. Um Terrell Hatton was one we fired on early this morning in the first look show. We did the first look show with the Nut Hut Discord Familia. It was a good show and he was 33 to 1 on FanDuel and we fi- I, I was like that we are sending that right now. We we are going to go ahead and do that. And then I was digging a little deeper and I was looking at Hatton and I was like, "Man, you know, kind of a little concerning again when you talk about course course history around memorial and that being important right mm-hmm. that he's only played it one time and it was pre-renovation in 2019 it was a t33 finish but then i started looking around a, a, a little more uh let's see let's go to the wells fargo just a few weeks ago where he finished third and if you look at the wells fargo he played the wells fargo last year but it wasn't at quail hollow he played the wells fargo in 2018 when it was at quail hollow one time finished 42nd and then here he is this year, third, in, in, the, in the discussion. You know, I don't, I don't think he was super close to Xander and, and uh, Wyndham Clark, but f- pretty freaking close enough, right? So I was like, okay. Well, then if you look at Hatton again, uh, let's go down to the Waste Management. Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, let's see, finishes sixth at the Waste Management. Well, he'd only played, he actually never played the Waste Management Phoenix Open before that day or before that week. Finishes sixth. Same thing if you go to last year and you look at the Wyndham. He finishes eighth in August at the Wyndham. Never played the Wyndham before. Actually, he played it in 2016. Missed the cut. So between Quail Hollow, TBC Scottsdale, and Sedgefield, he'd either never played him or he played it one time. And he still had these top ten finishes and was in the conversation. And I think it gives me a little, it gives me a little comfort to know that that's just how good he's playing right now. Um, and I like it on a difficult track. I think Hatton is for sure a bet uh, at 33 to one. It's one of my favorites on the board. Yeah, he is. I, I'm totally with you. He's one of my favorites on the board too. Um, so I don't, I don't really need to go much further on it. I, I am totally with you. I love Hatton this week and uh, he will definitely be a, uh, like, I, I think if I'm taking, if I'm talking about my units, DB, yeah, I'm going a unit and a half. Maybe two units. I may be doubling my units on them. Yeah, I think I, I nearly went a unit and a half on the uh, betting card with him. So I'm, I'm with you. Good. Uh, who else? There's a lot of names. We can just rapid fire. All right. This. So here's, a, here's another couple that I like. Um, I tell you what, I like Sahith. I kind of do too. I kind of like too. And I, and I have not been betting Sahith. I don't know if I've bet them all. I think I've bet him maybe one. Well, I think that, you know, one of the things with Sahith is, is always going to be, you know, he gets a little squirrely with the yeah. driver. Yeah. We, we, we get that. But this is a guy that, you know, he, he's a good ball striker. He's a great scrambler. 
Um, he's just got a good kind of like steady all-around game. And this feels like a Sahith week. He's also got a good history here too. Yeah. I mean, you look at, um, you know, he's played here twice. His first time ever was in 2021. He finished 32nd. Last year, he finished T5. Sahith feels like a really good bet, and I'm seeing him at 55 to 1. I don't know if he's any longer anywhere else. Or well, if you're at the to... first look show again, uh, people, we hit Sahith at 75 to 1 this morning, which is incredible. Y'all, if you get Sahith at 75 to 1. That, that's I mean, what... come on. You're feeling a victory already right there. I feel a victory. I feel a victory. <laughs> yeah, I um that's the benefit of that first look show, man. If you're in the nut hut and you're in the Discord, you don't get a, you don't make that happen. I know it's in the morning on a Monday, it's kind of tough, but we do it live, we do it together as a family. We talk through some good names, we fire on outrights that we like. And and week to week it can change in terms of which book is giving us the better numbers. And this morning FanDuel was asleep, y'all. They were asleep. Every number we looked at on FanDuel was way different than everywhere else. DraftKings, MGM, points bet. Uh, so FanDuel was really giving us a ton of value there, and Sahith was one of the biggest ones. And I'm glad we mm-hmm. fired on it early because it dropped shortly after. So, yeah, I'm with I like, you. I like Sahith a lot this week. You know, I think you go back to Corey Connors. I yeah. liked him at the PGA Championship. Um, I feel like this is another course that's got some some kind of similarities. I mean, again, just a course where got to hit fairways, be a ba- great ball striker. And then you gotta, you're gonna have to make putts on these fast greens, and we know that Corey Connors is always gonna struggle with the putter, but still, he really had just a great tournament at the PGA, and it just kind of fell apart a little bit on Sunday. Yeah, but his game is in a good spot. His game is in a spot where he's he's won, you know, this year. He can win again, and he he plays well on this golf course. So I think that um, I think Corey Connors at fifty to one is another good now. Again, another number. I don't know. Maybe that was a little longer. Uh, I can't remember if we got him a little longer. We may have, uh, but I don't remember. But I, I'm with you. I agree on Connors at 50. That's that's one to look at. Um, I, we say it every week. I'm going to keep doing it. Ricky Fowler at 45 to one was uh, this morning was on Fanduel. I don't know. Uh, we fired on him as well. I think now he's probably shortened a touch. Let's see. Uh, 40 to one. Yeah, I still I still want it. I mean, Ricky still doing his thing like why why would we hop off we're not we're not going to so 45 to 1 we're going to keep doing that i I said this was the range right uh shane lowry to me this morning he was 55 uh we got him at 55 on FanDuel. he is currently still at 55 according to uh according to this so I, i mean shane lowry on tough golf courses demanding golf courses firm fast golf courses approach play uh, scrambling ability around the green is all Shane Lowry. So I, I like I like that value as well at fifty five to one. Anybody else in this range? I mean, is is Adam Scott not tempting you a little bit in this range? We talked about him this morning. I I, I guess I can't say he's not tempting me. He's tempting me, but it's just it's to me it's just easy to resist. I mean, it is easy to resist Adam Scott. Well, I don't know. The ladies can't resist him. Well, he's getting older. You know, he's getting older. He's dressing weird. He's doing what old men do. They just, I'm just saying, Adam Scott comes walking down the fairway, and you're with your lady. I, yeah, it doesn't matter how old he is. She's always going to say something. It still happens. You, you're, you're right, but I'm saying I, I think some of the shine is wearing. He's getting older. He's do, making weird fashion decisions. Uh, he's, he's kind of, I, I don't know. I, I don't, 
He is playing well, obviously. He's playing really good he's golf. Playing really well. He really is. But I mean, he's played really good golf since he last won, which was in 2020. I mean, he last won in February. I know. It was it's just been three Rose, years. Justin Rose, DV. I know. Emiliano Grillo. I, I get it. I, there's, I, I get there's it. a theme, potentially. I just guys that haven't won in a while, they're winning. Jason Day, Jason Day's another one. DV, he's yeah, I know. So all this evidence, he's got a tremendous. Phoenix on your face is not telling you Adam Scott can do it this week. I told you I'm tempted. I just feel like I, I Adam Scott is one that is just easy for me to just dismiss. Like I don't. So, but who knows? Maybe maybe the Phoenix speaks to me later in the week and something opens up. But for now. There are so many names in here that I like. I think I can. I think I'll pass. Okay. I think I'll pass. Um, I do have. I do have three names here coming up in the next range that I. I, I do really, really like. Okay, well that's good because I only have one. <laughs> so. Okay, good. Uh, I want to remind everybody about our friends at SoBet, where uh, if you're using the code TJ right now, you are getting an incredible deal if you choose the six month option, which will get you into football season. Uh, or you can do the month to month and just do your own thing, nine ninety five a month. But if you use the six month deal with code TJ when you sign up, you're getting six months for a total of like thirty nine dollars. So it's a good discount there. So bet you have access to over thirty plus handicappers that were vetted, that are vetted, and that are required to be transparent on the SoBet platform. This isn't like Twitter where anybody can start an account and say, "Hey, I'm good at betting. Follow me." No, these guys, you know, and we're on there for golf, but there's every single sport you can imagine on there. There and when you when you post on SoBet, you post your reasoning for the pick, your unit a- allocation, and then when it's done, you're going to tell the people whether you won or lost. And so it's full transparency. It's a great site if you're betting. If you're in a legal betting state, especially like there's no reason you shouldn't have this tool as well. Pick it is free. SoBet is a tremendous value for the access that you're getting. Um, you can blindly tell some of these people if you want, but we, it's also the home of the exclusive tour junkies. Top 40 round robin, which drops on SoBet every single week, and it is up over 10 units in just a few weeks. So link is in the description. Use code TJ when you sign up and uh, check out our friends at SoBet. Okay. Here's who I want. Well, if if you're gonna put a phoenix on your face, DB, and you're gonna need things to get get right again, then there's no other person than C. Woo to help get things right. I mean, dude, this morning he was eighty to one. We fired on that quickly. As good as C. Woo's playing, he's got a great record here. Um, long and long enough, above average distance. Very accurate off the tee. Irons have been solid. Around the green play is always good. It all comes down to the putter for Siwoo, but he's had some magic here. Um, he's had some real magic here, especially in the last few years. It seems like Siwoo likes this renovation a little more. He's been playing better since they renovated it. Uh, I'm I'm all in on Siwoo at 80-1, to 1, uh, and whatever number he's at now, where is it? Well, he's dropped down to 60 on FanDuel. Like, that's – I mean, I still want it. 60-1, to 1 is, I still want it. but. You better get on it now. Like people love him some seaweed, but we got him at eighty this morning. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all, and I especially don't mind it when you're wearing a phoenix on your face. Thank you. Who do you like in this range? I have one person in this range, okay. and that is Ben On. 
Me too. I got him too. He's at the he's at the top end at 125 to one. Um, you look at Ben. I mean, he played fantastic last week for the most part. He was up there. Um, you know, it's a difficult course, and you know, it's it's he had some things kind of not go his way. Finished T21, but T14 at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He's got a good history here. Now I know if you're looking at the last few years, he did miss the cut. That was that was a different Ben on. Okay. Now we've got Ben on back. He know? lost in a playoff here in 2018. Yeah, in 2018. T2 hit there. T17 oh, the next ben year. On. So I like Ben on a lot here, DB. God, I love it, dude. I mean, 120 to 1 this morning. Um, also, I did check before this. If You know, I think this is something we, can, we, can, we talk about in the nut hut sometimes. Um, you know, if you, if you really do like the upside on a bomb like this, but obviously closing the door and winning is really tough, he's 20 to 1. So is the next guy I'm going to talk about. He's 20 to 1 to finish top five. Yeah. So, you know, if you're like, man, I really believe in the upside, but will he actually get it done? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kissler's talking about my wrist. Uh, yeah, I'm still. This, I tell you what, the KT tape is a real deal. Like, it actually works. And, but every time I play golf now, my wrist gets re-aggravated. So I'm having issues. Um, the next you guy talk about how old I am all the time. You don't see any tape. And- well, it's the speed, Pat. It's, you see, you don't understand because you, you have to have speed. So like when you have the speed that I have and you're making, you know, you're compressing the ball into the ground and, you know, creating good divot patterns mm-hmm. and make taking divots, which a lot of times you don't because you hit off your back foot so much that you hit everything right in the middle of the forehead on the golf ball. Mm-hmm. So okay. you wouldn't understand. Um, I mean, I just was talking about tape. I didn't like get into your golf swing and everything. Well, I'm, t- I'm just I mean, telling. I didn't, I didn't do all of that. I'm I telling you why tape. you don't need the tape. I'm telling you why you don't need it. You don't need it. Okay. Well, you know, you might need tape for something else. I I don't know, but you don't need it. You don't need it. I'm just saying, I don't need the tape. Good. I mean, are you playing golf tomorrow? Like right after the show? No, no. But the <laughs> KT tape over days. It it helps everything heal. So no, no, I want it. I'm going to Hilton Head next week. I, I'm ready okay. to. I'm playing Hague right. Point. Playing Hague Point next week. I got to be dialed. All right. Um, by the way, I will not be on the show next week. So D, uh, Dgen dude will will love that. He, he gets a, and I am working on a special guest for Pat to to co-host. And God, if I pray that it happens, I pray it happens. Mm. Been talking about it for years, for years. God, I'm so excited. I swear, if, if it works out, I will actually be in the comments. I'll be in the YouTube comments next week. I will make it a point to be in the YouTube comments next week. I can't wait. Okay. Are you going to troll, or are you going to just... No. I, you're going to be distracting if you're trolling. No, I'm not. I, well, I, I can't make any promises I'm not going to troll, but I am going to be active. I'm going to be active. I might try to drive the conversation even from the comments. That's just what I do. But I'm so excited about you, you guys possibly being paired up here. Uh, so I will not be – I'm on vacation next week. So. Okay. All right. Let's move uh, on. Harris English at 120 to 1 is the next yeah. one. He was 120 to 1 on FanDuel this morning. Let me check where he's at now. He's 110 – yeah, still 120 to 1 on FanDuel. I mean, I've been kind of waffling on Harris English, and I, I thought it was going to bite me in the butt after Saturday last week, but he ends up kind of bombing a little bit. And – but I, I think he, he – you know, he's starting to show some consistency now with the ball striking, which is what we're used to seeing out of Harris English. We know he's calm, cool, and collected. He can win on tough go- – he can win on a tough golf course. Uh, I, I like Harris English's game for this place. 
I think he's one to watch. And 120 to one feels like a good number. And he's like Ben on. He's he's 20 to one for a top five. Uh, any bombs? Any any more bombs for you? Um, I got two bombs that are well. One bomb that I think we could certainly bet is Eric Cole. Why why why? Eric Cole always needs to be a bomb at 250. Does he? I feel like just because God, he's he burned he's me always so up there at some bad. point. Huh? He burned me so bad. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't have Eric Cole. I have. And this guy burned me too, but I mean, I Hayden Buckley at two fifty to one. I'm I'm falling for because of the strokes ain't off the tee situation. He's very boomer bust. A lot like another guy who's at three hundred to one, Sepp Straka. I think Straka at three hundred to one is actually not. Like, Straka was actually the one that I was going to say too. I think now I don't see him at three hundred one anymore. But oh, he's not. He was three hundred one earlier. Two fifty to one on points bet. Okay, well two fifty to one, whatever. I like. I mean, I, I like Straka on a tough golf course. He can, he can, he can show up on a tough course. I'm telling you, man, this guy he's, he's played three well. three times here too. Yeah. Um. Okay, I got I got a couple before we get to the top twenty locks. I got two bombs, top five bombs. You know who's back in the field this week, Pat? Brant Snedeker. <laughs> <laughs> he God. is. God, is he? I think he is. Oh. <laughs> I didn't notice. Uh, so, I, someone very someone very opposite of Brant Snedeker. Okay. I just who was the, who was one of the biggest DFS darlings last year for a time? A brief stint. Oh gosh. There um, it is. DT's got it. I think I saw it in the chat, so I can't. I gotta get you gotta give DT credit since he put it up in the chat. Chris Goderup, the Nicholas Award winner last year, is back in and he is a hundred to one to finish top five. On yeah, he hasn't been playing great. I've, I've kind of him? been following him on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't know if he's been playing great this year. I mean, he, he hasn't been playing terrible. Here are his recent finish. Here are his finishes so far in 2023. I'll go back to the beginning of 2023 in the Bahamas. T66 and a miscut. Okay. Then 14th, 28th, 48th, 18th, 5th, 17th, 22nd, 47th in Knoxville. I mean, he's not like. I mean, that's not great. It's not great, but for God, a guy that really like, if you go, if you're on the Corn Ferry Tour and everybody's loving you, you should be dominating there. Yeah, but the yeah, but you you know this. The Corn Ferry Tour is different than the especially different than a than the Memorial. Like the Corn Ferry Tour is all just freaking birdie bonanza dark. Oh, it is. I, I I hear you, but I mean, God, or the way he hits the ball, you would think he would be able to just obliterate some of those, those yeah i mean but they all hit it that they all hit it like that out there jeez i mean this is a guy who last year t4 at the john deere t7 at puerto rico has played in a u.s open finished t43 like you know travelers made a cut rsm both t35s um i just i think i mean he's got a little pga tour experience nicholas award winner i don't know i mean it, I, like i said it's 100 to 1 it's just 100 to 1 for a top i don't need him to win to finish top five i know it's a huge field i just think that one just kind of caught my eye and another one that caught my eye is a guy who's playing exceptionally well right now we've had him on the show it's a tremendous interview back in the fall if you haven't seen it it's really good and he's coming off a runner-up at the byron nelson a 16th last week but austin eckrote is popping mm -hmm. right now he's playing very very well i think he's confident he told me on the show when we talked to him that his favorite he wants to play tough golf courses um yeah, almost won the Byron Nelson, which is not a tough golf course, but 
he seems to have kind of found his stride. He's gaining a lot of strokes off the tee, doing his thing on approach, and he's been hot with the putter lately. I, I think Austin Eckro, he's 45 to 1 to finish top five. That just that also just feels interesting to me. So all right, let's uh let's get to the top twenty six pack and we will get out of here. Last week, Pat, we only hit Ricky Fowler, which is a shame. We hit Fowler at plus one forty and Cam Young. I mean Cam Young, Carson Young. God. He was one he was finished. We just needed him to finish T twenty. Even the tie. He was the, right there. The dead heat, seven to one. Finishes twenty first. Twenty I was like when he, when he got in the clubhouse, I was like, oh, they're going to fall back. Like, they're going to all, everybody's going to move back. He's going to be comfortably inside the top 20. And then it just never happened. It was a very. I felt pretty good about Akshay, too. I was kind of. Akshay I mean, screwed up. I mean, we talked about it. He can't do four rounds. He cannot no. do four rounds. But Akshay was looking good, too. I mean, there could be. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say. All right, give me your two locks. Two locks, top 20. Memorial, Mirfield. All right, two here that I like. Um, you know, I was going to give Jordan, but I'm going to I'm going to pass on Jordan. I'm going to give two right here. I like Connors at plus one seventy. Yep, and I like Sahith at plus two hundred. Those are my two Ooh, top twenty blocks. Okay, Sahith and Corey Connors. Uh, what was Sahith's number? Plus two hundred. That's what I'm seeing. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to stick with it and go. I, I don't. Again, I, I don't understand why we would hop off Ricky Fowler, plus 165. I'm just going to keep doing it. I mean, he at least keeps paying out these top 20s. He's, he's paying yeah. those out. Um, and then I think I'm just going to go with, I'm gonna go with, uh, with the lock at Terrell Hatton, plus 125. I was tempted to actually go out to Siwoo at plus 240, but you've already got the Sahith one. feels like a little bit of a, a bomb in, that, in the lock range. So we'll go Hatton, Fowler, Connor, Sahith. Okay. As locks. Give me your bombs. One bomb. Yeah, I've got one, and actually you mentioned them, so you, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but Austin Eckrode at plus 600 was my, uh, was my top 20 bomb, you know, coming off of a, a T2 at, at, at the Bauer Nelson, top 20 last week. Playing well this year, so Austin Eckrode is is my bomb. Uh, um, you're making this is a tough decision here. Tough decision. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Alex Smalley. I'm gonna go Alex Smalley at plus four fifty. Like the way Smalley's playing, he missed the cut here last year. Whatever. He's just not putting, but the off the tee game, the ball striking around the green has been solid. Top 20 at Wells Fargo in an elevated event. T23 at the PGA Championship. T40 last week at, uh, at Colonial. So, uh, Smalley might be back. Grr. Uh, Discord, Discord will know what's up. Um, all right, listen. Let's do the DFS show. Speaking of Discord, we'll see you at the lunchtime live chat with me on Wednesday. A little family time. And then, obviously, the Wednesday night live chat with me and Pat. Big shout out to our boy Brett Swedberg for uh, hopping on and uh, giving us, taking us a little bit inside the ropes there with his day with Adam Schink on Sunday. That was awesome. And um, yeah, let's have a great week. The Phoenix. Ah! What, is a, what sound is a Phoenix? What is a? F- I don't know, but that sounded like a dying Phoenix. And you want a Phoenix? I feel like it's more of a. Um, it's not like a bird, like caca. It's more of a like a ah! like a scream, like a shrill almost. 
a sh- I, I a guess. Shrill. I don't know, but you need that thing to. I'll work fly on it. Fly high. Fly high, DB, this week. <sighs> Please. I'll work on it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Happy Memorial Day. Bend over your bookies. See you. Out.